Good morning, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Today is the 24th Sunday after Pentecost. It is the 15th of November, 2020. Our text for today's family worship service comes from the book of Judges, chapter 4, verse 1 to 7, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, and our gospel reading for today's family worship service comes from the gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 to verse 30. The main text for today's family worship service is from the book of Judges, Judges chapter 4, verse 1 to 7, and our focus verse is verse 1. Verse 1 reads, After Acher died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and so the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, a king of Canaan. And then Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Verse 14 reads, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. And then verse 31, Throw that worthless servant into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. The theme of our family worship service this morning is joyful obedience to Jesus Christ. But let us join together in prayer. Eternal God, our Creator, help us to see as you see. Where we are in error, direct us today. Where we are in need, provide for us. Where we are close-minded, reform and renew us. And so let the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight, because you are my refuge, my strength, you are my Redeemer and my friend. And so we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. Our readings again, Judges chapter 4, verse 1 to 7, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, and the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. The theme, Joyful Obedience to Jesus Christ. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, God is not only the God of the oppressed, but God is also the God of power. God is the God of peace. And God is a God of prosperity. God does not only offer milk and honey, not only does God offer happiness and prosperity, but our God also holds the final say. Our God judges the wrong, and our God judges the error of people's ways. God judges the evil, and God judges the arrogant. God judges those who rebel against him, and those who try to assume control of the world. And therefore, rampant evil, corruption, exploitation, greed and violence can only go on for so long. Inevitably, God is the God of love and God is the God of mercy. And God calls to a halt the evil, the violence, corruption and exploitation of the poor. God calls to a halt the evil in our communities, the evil in our countries, and even the evil in our lives. Ja, Kohon kreis die dag, sê die Afrikaanse gesegde, 
In our text, Judges chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, it is recorded that the commander of Jabin's army was Sisera, and because he had 900 iron chariots, he cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. During the lifetime of Echad, Israel, or ancient Israel, remained true to the Lord. But after the death of this judge, it seemed like Israel returned to their old ways of worshipping the idols that they brought along with them out of Egyptian bondage, which they carried in their bags, with their carriage in their pockets, and which they carried in their hearts. They brought these images right into the land of milk and into the land where they tasted the honey. They could not forsake their old ways and obediently followed the new life that God had to offer them. When they left Egypt, they could not see from the start of Moses' negotiations with the Pharaoh at the time that they were going to be in it for the long haul. And so every time that they were just going for a while, and then as soon as the leader died, there appeared among them a fresh outbreak of idolatry. The people therefore needed to learn the lessons that real obedience to God is much more than a brief flash of enthusiasm, that real obedience to God is much more than a flurry of evanescence. Obedience to God is a repeated act of submission to God. Obedience to God is a repeated act of dedication to God. It speaks of a life of commitment. It speaks of a lifelong assignment, an assignment that is at times filled with frustrations, an assignment that is at times filled with hardships and many moments of giving up. But obedience is also filled with joy, and it grants us satisfying experiences that increase our relationship with God. It grants us satisfying experiences that helps us to develop a more deeper and meaningful relationships with God. And it brings much joy to our hearts. Ancient Israel found it increasingly difficult to remain obedient to God and to stand in a covenant relationship with God. They have arrived at Canaan. They have arrived in the promised land. But once again, in their working out of their relationship with God, they were found wanting. They failed to remain committed to their agreement with God, and it affected severely their drinking of the milk and their tasting of the honey that God had promised them, their happiness and their prosperity that God had promised them had come to an end. God judged ancient Israel according to their ways, 
and the consequences of God's judgment was that their land was dispossessed. The land and the freedom was given to them by God as gifts. Not able to remain obedient to God, their actions ushered in another period of oppression for them. Whilst their earlier periods of oppression was from outside of Canaan, this period of 20 years of oppression was from a Canaanite ruler called Jabin, who was responsible for the dispossession of their land. They have sinned against God, and we see from the text that the consequences for them as sinners were disastrous as the divine punishment rests upon them. Therefore, there was a clear link between ancient Israel's sin and their suffering. Therefore, there was a clear link between ancient Israel's sin and their oppression at the time. It was by God's grace that God had given them the gifts of land and it is was by God's grace that God has given them the gift of freedom. These gifts to them was an expression of God's grace. But now they were being pushed down. They were being crushed and they were being trampled upon. With the land that was taken away from them, they were impoverished and victims of their own actions. It was this humiliation and degrading experience that produced the cry for help. And so verse 3 of Judges chapter 4, the people said, or the text said, they cried to the Lord for help. Jesus reminded us in Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 that God grants gifts to his servants and so Jesus said, It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five gifts, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. In the parable, Jesus declared that servants are responsible for the gifts they receive from the hands of God. Servants are responsible for how they trade with these gifts. Jesus further reminded us that from time to time, God calls us to account of how we use our gifts and traded our gifts and traded with our gifts that God so graciously grant to us. And therefore our text reads in verse 19 of the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 25, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, trading with the gifts that God has given us, that God has given us, creates in us, as servants of God, a deeper longing to know God, a longing to understand God more fully. It makes our lives more meaningful and it makes our lives beautiful. And so Jesus said in the parable 
that many servants live their lives to its fullest capacity and rise up to the challenges as they trade or begin to trade with their challenges. Their lives become more richer, their lives become more fuller and even more greater. And so it is at this point that the servants begin to realize how good God is. It is at this point where the servants begin to realize how gracious God is and that God desires to fully participate with them as they trade wisely and responsibly or in a responsible manner with their gifts. In doing so, they are also acutely aware of the fact that they must submit to God's authority and ask that God's strength is ever available to them. Otherwise, they may not remain firm and steadfast to the end. The consequence of failure to depend on God and to acknowledge that it was by the grace of God that they have that I have received these gifts as a servant, there will be consequences. And so, in the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25, verse 28, Jesus reminded us, Take that talent from him, Jesus said, and throw that worthless servant outside. The punishment of the servant who received one talent and who refused to trade with that talent out of fear was just. He was cast out and his real nature was unmasked. The principle is therefore true, and it is confirmed by our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ that God holds us responsible for all the gifts that God grants us. We must therefore be willing to accept responsibility for the gifts that God grants us and use our gifts profitably to the glory of God. But we should also not forget that we depend greatly on God's grace. Once ancient Israel realized this, that they have taken these gifts of land and freedom for granted, they cried out to God. And God used Deborah, a woman prophetess, in God's work of people liberation, and God set them free again. To see what is wrong and to see what is sinful in our lives, or to see what is wrong and sinful in our community or wrong and sinful in our nation, it is to see that it can be changed. It is to see that we can be changed. It is to see that a situation can be changed. It is to see that repentance is possible. It is to see that conversion is possible. After some introspection, ancient Israel returned to God. But what about you and me and what about us? Do we need to do some introspection today? And do we also need to evaluate what we are doing with the gifts that God has given and the gifts that God has granted us. One of the greatest gifts that God has given to 
the South African community is the gift of freedom from oppression. And so what are we doing with this freedom? What are we doing with this gift that God has given to us as a South African community? But God also has given us gifts. He's given gifts to you and he's given gifts to me. And what are we doing with those gifts that God has given to us? Through introspection, we need to see what is sinful. Through introspection, we need to see what is wrong in our lives. And when we see what is sinful and when we see what is wrong in our lives, it means that our lives need to change. It means that we need to change from the error of our ways. And when we realize that our lives need to change, and we realize that we need to change from the error of our ways, it is this point that we need to open our lives to the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when we open our lives to the influence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus transformed and replaced our old lives with something new. We begin to live purposefully with a newfound sense of confidence that it is Jesus who offers to revitalize our lives. And all that we need to do is to be sincerely sorry for our sins and with God's help be determined not to commit our sins again. In the words of a substance abuser, he had this to say, It is only by the grace of God that I remain sober and have had the courage to change my life. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, without returning to God, and without crying out to God, Judges chapter 4 verse 3 says, They cried out to the Lord for help. And so without returning to God, and without crying out to God, the new life that Christ has to offer us, in the true meaning of the word, will simply escape us. To return to Christ or to, recap or to repent means to put right old ways. To return to Christ or to repent means to apologize for hurts. It means to apologize for, apologize for harm caused and it calls for acts of restitution and it calls for acts of restoration. To genuinely repent can be a very costly experience. But without repentance, there can be no commitment to Jesus Christ, no obedience and joy in the responsibility that we have to do for God. Life will just become a misery. Life will just become a continual uphill battle. It will just become a struggle for us just like it became an uphill battle for Israel when they turned their back on God. Their hopes were dashed because God judges the wrong and God judges the error 
of people's ways. And so, friends in Christ, today the Lord Jesus Christ offers to vitalize, revitalize your life. The Lord Jesus Christ offers to revitalize your life. Accept this offer of salvation and love. Glory be to God, the Father, creator of all things, Jesus who emptied himself of his glory and the Holy Spirit our strength and our comforter. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for many who are landless today. Provide for their need that they may proclaim your goodness. As we journey towards Advent, renew in us a sense of hope. And as we await the coming of Christ, so may we wait expectantly for the restoration of justice regarding land, for the whole of your creation. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.